I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast on the internet where you can hear a couple guys talk about the movies. The movies. Hosted by the Turkey Boys. What's happening, Hoops? And Ryan Ankner. <laughs> How are you, friend? My full name always creeps me out. He's in. Like I'm in trouble. You are in trouble. And that's why we're going to see The Woman King. I can't the, wait. In the theater for our featured review. Yeah, I think using the Sony uh, free screening pass is a, a great idea. We're mm. going to go to the uh, AMC South Bay Mall tonight at midnight. No doubt, no doubt. And I'm sure neither of us will get knifed in the parking lot on the way to our cars. No. The Also, real uh, embarrassment of riches at the multiplex this week. Uh, the release of the new Fletch movie starring John Hamm <laughs> that exists somehow. Sure does. It's called Confess Fletch. I haven't seen so much as like a still frame nope. from this movie. And now it's playing in theaters. I can't imagine it's making a lot of money. I think the only evidence I have of Fletch existing or still Fletch is one or two photos from this area with John Hamm in them from the shooting of it. Like, hi. I got this big DI over here. I'm Fletch. Was literally just going to do the same bit. A <laughs> couple of hacks here. Everybody remembers Fletch, the uh, unforgettable Chevy Chase movie. Uh, it's back, and it's it's me now. Who's in? Whole movie, he's got a half wood. That's what the money is for. Dick Whitman. Did you watch Mad Men? You Mad I did, Men? yeah. I watched all of it. Hell of a series. Was the ending bad? I have like a Game of Thrones in my head. No, like, I thought the ending was great. What happens again? Spoiler alert, I guess. People shit on the final season, but I thought it was good all the way till the end. And the show, like the final scene is uh, him at a meditation retreat. Mm. Like you think he's like figured it out and he's going to change his ways. But then while meditating, he thinks of the Coke jingle. So like if I could buy the world a Coke and the show ends with that ad implying Don came up with it and a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) Workishness. Yeah, I got to watch it again. Let me, I feel go, like, let me go through what happened to every character. Oh, I was listening. I was curious. I feel like Mad Men it would be a good rewatch. Yeah, As you know, I'm deep into season two of Breaking Bad. And mm-hmm. if, it's, if you have not done that rewatch, it's definitely a good one. Bitch. Because I forgot a lot of what happened. And it comes back to you, so it's not as suspenseful. Mm. But it's, there's still very good tension. That show, I love how it covers a very small period of time. Over many seasons. It's only like two years, the entire show, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Or maybe even less. And yeah, especially the early seasons, like they really get a lot out of, uh, you know. Who's your favorite okay. character? Um, Hank's wife, Marie, undoubtedly. I was just spit my Diet Coke out. <laughs> DC? Marie! Marie! In my den with my wife, Marie! But yeah, I could... The show rewatch is tough. It's got to be like a Sopranos to even consider rewatching entire series. Because 
It's great it's a big commitment. because you, Lucy and I have both seen all of it and I will put it on in the evening when Lucy's in the mood to read her book and she like doesn't really pay attention and like doesn't feel like she's missing. Like if I put on, for example, oh, I don't know, uh, Tell Me Lies, the new Hulu series, and huh. she was not paying attention, she'd miss some some hot stuff. Yeah, you can't have that. No. The what is that show by the way? Tell me. Lies. It's I'll should I I'll just do it here instead of in reviews. It's a show. Tell me a truth. Do you remember Mrs. Fletcher? <laughs> I do. The HBO Max original. Friend of the show, uh, Catherine Hahn. Yes, she's very believable and everything. I think she's a real uh, real talent. She's Catherine great. Hahn. Yeah, I like her a lot. In um, escaping me now the, kid do you ever see her in Step Brothers? when she pees in the urinal yes that's a famous scene to <laughs> she, me she actually is like very good in that yeah, she's one of the funnier parts of that movie oh my god Dale <laughs> they're like having sex in the bathroom him coming immediately <laughs> having no idea what's going on him like what's this this is all slippery <laughs> Step Brothers is one of those movies that got beaten to death but now you don't really hear people talk about it anymore, and I'm very back in. I'm, run, I'm running through it all in my head right now. I'm having a gas. Them, them sitting in, in the basement of the high school gym or whatever, mm. having an interview with Seth Rogen, and he's like, you guys, you guys wore tuxedos to the interview. It's ironic. I get it. That whole that whole exchange is awesome. It is very And then strong. he farts, and it tastes. he can taste the fart. And just, they go places that you don't... Like people would put that movie in the category with like an old school, like a super bad. And at Dude. first I would have said, no way. But now I'm going to say it's in the top... 20 best comedies of all time kid 20 i mean it the departed might eke it out but we'll see we'll make a nice top 20 list why do you rattle off your top 20 right now i'm sure that won't be hard for you to do it all moving along (laughs) we uh oh but i was talking about tell me lies Oh yes, yes, yes. The kid from Mrs. Fletcher who played Catherine Hahn's son is the main character. He's a college student who like just got out of a breakup and he's kind of taking two women for a ride. Like he's okay. he has a girlfriend that's like not sure where they're at, and then he has this new woman, and the new woman kind of knows about it, and it's sort of like a fucking kind of reminds me of me, bro. It's very similar to your life. Fuck yeah. And I think honestly they should have consulted with you on this. But fuck, they did, but I was like, fuck off. You were too busy getting laid yeah that's pretty sick actually i get it he's in um but it's it's very bad and it's (laughs) it's up there with that show cruel summer which is like a free form original on hulu and (laughs) it's not like a free form original on hulu it's a free form original on hulu (laughs) me trying to soften the blow with a like yeah (laughs) yeah it's a free form original and i've watched and i loved it Oh, loved it. I have a lot of like secret shows that I love. Like I'm I'm not like ashamed to watch them. Why but, aren't you? <laughs> but like I don't want people to know. Like if somebody was or, like I want people to like if I was like if I was watching a freeform original and people were like, You're watching this, and I'd be like, Yeah, but it's like I know it's like I know it sucks. Like I'm just yeah. like it's a bit, actually. But I'm, I'm like doing it as a bit. I'm very invested. I'm like, oh my god, where is she? And I do believe Cruel Summer is the one that co-starred Kevin Smith's daughter in a substantial role. Yes, she plays the friend. Hey, man, thanks for checking out her show. Fucking. Her getting that work. So a lot of good stuff happening. I'm still knee deep in the Tyson show. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. It's losing me a little bit because it's like it does the monologue of him 
doing his live show as like it keeps bouncing back as that as the narration. Yeah, I don't love that bookends mm. segment they do a lot. That strikes me as filler in a lot of things. You'd think like with a 25 minute show, right? Like that same thing with The Patient. It's another Hulu show that's with Steve Carell and Dom Gleason, And it's that's a 23, 26 minute show. Mm. And as I mentioned, I think two weeks ago, you can very much tell the difference between the different directors. Mm. Like it bounces around. Like the first two episodes are white hot and then it sort of falls off a cliff and I'm hoping it comes back. Yeah, I hate when they do that, when you can like see the dip in quality in real time. I was already four or five recommendations in when I popped on that third episode and I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. Like, rip, rip. Fuck me. Yeah, the sounds like you're getting a little impatient. Put uh, the patient. I'm impotent. Pokes. Steve Carell is. But uh, I'm going to keep watching that. That's another one I forget about. I got to fire up that Hulu, see what's doing. Oh, is R? I got R in the news, yeah. Friend of the show, R. Kelly. What's he up to? He's got two fun stories this week. He got convicted on, they, they had him up on like 13 different charges. Hmm. And he got convicted on like eight of them. That's... One of them was like aggravated rape or something. So he's going away for a while for that. I think he got sentenced on that already. But now they're in the process of sentencing him for a cachet of child porn. Oh, wow. Which is great. And also he got uh, all of the money in his jail commissary. For those that don't know, the commissary is like your money for candy and cigarettes and whatever you're allowed to buy in jail. Hmm. And it he had to use that money to pay victims. So I guess he's now got nothing but five. He went from $27,000 to $500. So we're, we're all here praying for you, R. And we hope you come out of this okay, because we here at the show... Do we? <laughs> no, we? no, we don't. I watched that uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary. He definitely did it. He's a terrible guy. Mm. R. Kelly truthers. If you haven't seen Surviving R. Kelly, it's a lifetime show that I think they ported it over to Netflix. It's Ooh. it's 100% worth a watch. It's better, in my opinion, it's better than the Army Hammer one that I'm now watching. It's better than you love the Woody Allen one. Talk. I couldn't, <laughs> I really do. I couldn't get into the Woody Allen one. What? It's very entertaining though. A deep dive into what a fucked up lunatic I am. All those Woody Allen... He, the thing about Woody Allen is this, I, I find it irritating that he was like hiding in plain sight for the better part of three decades. Mm. And then everyone just was like, oh, Farrah Fawcett's crazy or not Farrah Fawcett, uh, Mia uh, Farrow. Yeah. Mia Farrow's crazy. Farrah Fawcett also crazy. She's got a lot of, she's probably against me as well. I don't know. What? Woody Allen has like four or five really, really, really home run movies and the rest to me just feel all kind of the same i'm a big fan he's a fucked up dude it's very unfortunate do you separate the life from the art i do mm. i do that for myself also i was doing so that with louis ck the other day listening to him on joe rogan with joe list talking about their new movie mm. that i've not watched yet and want to now i know i keep that's only available on his website so right. i keep forgetting it exists but I want to watch that too, Joe List. We could watch that. Fun. Yeah, I really like Joe List. Yes. Joe was self-deprecating too much on that pod, though. I don't know if you we heard. We should watch that unless yeah. we see something better because I don't think there's much and I want to see that. Yeah, agreed. 
And I don't know if you saw all the Timmy Chalamet stuff this week. He's making the rounds on... Uh, he has some new movie coming out. Are you aware of this? You seen it? The baby? I can't remember the title. It's no. some like artsy drama from some worker. I've seen him like on red carpets and stuff. But uh, he revealed Leonardo DiCaprio gave him the advice, no hard drugs and no superhero movies. What do you think of that advice? I saw that and I agree. Mm. From someone who has done both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my role in Spider-Man No Way Home really derailed my Ooh, acting career. And uh, I can't can't do bath salts anymore. Yeah, think about how sick it would be to do hard drugs and pretend to be a superhero in one of these movies. That would be sick. That does sound fucking dope. Even though I like where his head's at, giving uh, Timmy some some nice life advice. I think Leo and Timmy would work well together. I could see that. I don't know in what capacity. I mean, technically they've been in Don't Look Up together, but they were. I don't Ooh. even think they had a scene together, did they? If, if they did, they didn't interact. I can't remember. I'm thinking more along the lines of... What's that movie that Timothy shown? The King? <laughs> the King. Oh, yeah. That was decent. I liked it. That had some fun Robert Pattinson doing voice stuff. Robert Pattinson's French accent was weird as fuck. It was dope. But I think he's outstanding. He's trying some things. Speaking of French accents, uh, we lost Jean-Luc Godard mm. this past week at the age of 91, a pioneer of French cinema. And Ank and I, of course, have seen every single one of his of pictures. Of course, of course. The entire oeuvre. <laughs> several times. We're always re-watching his Wait, pictures. Wait, that's a word? Yeah. Oeuvre? Yeah. I think it's O-U-E-V-E-R-E. Maybe Monty? one too many E's. Yeah, Monty? If you could. We'd love it if you would. But I actually have seen one of his movies. That one, Breathless. That's like a big indie mm. 60s black and white French movie. How you was know, it? It's wacky. It's kind of cool, I guess. It's like French people smoking sea eyes and like killing people on a highway. Kind of wacky. But uh, I saw a lot of people all torn up that he's gone. I should watch more of his movies in reality. It'd be classy. I think as movie guys, we should try harder to watch like classy, classic, older, class, say class again, mm. older movies like that like Fellini's eight and a half or something movies that like you should watch. Like I hadn't even seen the Godfather or Chinatown until like 18 months ago, which is kind of silly as someone who has a podcast about movies. Wait, say that again. I hadn't seen the Godfather or Chinatown until like a year and a half ago. Is that real? Yes. Wow. That, uh, I'm like floored by this. Those are both like pretty important movies. What about uh, all those times we bitted the John, James Conn camera break in Godfather? Did you just know that scene? I think I watched the beginning and I shut it off and I never went back. Wow. And that happens in the first five minutes. Fair. So that was how I caught that. I mean, that's wild. But I'm uh, done being like the guy who's like, when someone says they, didn't, they haven't seen a movie, being like, you haven't. I hate doing that. <laughs> I'm like tired of being that guy. That's the only way that works is if you're a single guy and it's your way of flirting. Yeah. And it's like a movie, like True Romance, or I'm looking around at my posters for yeah, references. The and then you can be like, we're watching it. Yeah, we're going to watch it. And this. you do it in like a playful way to mm. let them into your world or whatever. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's stupid and it's rude. And it's like, oh, you're going to tell me about what you've seen and I haven't? Yeah. It's just, no one needs that. 
And yeah. like no one gets excited to watch something after being like berated into no. doing so. <laughs> it's like you gotta fucking watch this. It's like, oh Jesus. What's the last I'm trying to think of the last time somebody did that to me? I can't remember a good one. It's probably but... me yesterday. <laughs> like fucking go. <laughs> But uh, have you seen that David Harbour is playing Santa Claus in a new movie called Violent Night, an action thriller that follows Santa Claus as he must save a kidnapped family from mercenaries on Christmas Eve. And even if he does a bad job, he is still going to get the two mil for this motion picture. And punch them in the face. I'm putting something in the obits right now. David Harbour? No, he's okay. I like his version of hellboy that nobody on earth but me saw and truly sucks but i'm putting like gritty action comedies involving santa claus in the obits i don't how, ever want to see one ever again how about we go so far as to put all things santa claus in the obits i mean i don't want to go that far i just like the grittiness it's like every time there's one of these movies they're just like the whole vibe is like, can you even believe like we got Santa like with a gun swearing? It's like, yeah, who cares? This sucks. Like, this is nothing. This is dog shit. It's a whole genre of movies. Like that Mel Gibson one we did on the show. Oh God, that was bad. And like, there's a bunch of other ones. It's a shitty subgenre, and I've had it. It's in the obits. Um, that's a fair obit. Thank no. you. I'm down for that. And also some more Timmy Chalamet news. He has revealed there's seven musical numbers in his upcoming film Wonka. And he says, this movie is so sincere and joyous. Ang's getting real fired up for Wonka. I saw Willy Wonka, or what was it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Tim uh, Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tim, t- Tim Dillon's Tim, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Tim, you know, here's the yeah, thing I want to yeah. talk about the Republican Party. Yeah. I'm choking in this fucking chocolate fountain. God fucking damn it. Um, t- Tim yeah, they're all terrible. Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I saw that in the Mall of America when I lived in Minnesota, and I think I was alone and I took the bus there. So sick. And it was bad, like real bad. And in that moment, I was like, I don't even know if I like the original anymore. And the Oompa Loompas were weird as fuck. Everything about it was bad. And then that's like Peter Pan or Pinocchio or whatever, even like Little Mermaid, Lion King. Like they just keep going back to that well. Yeah. And stop. That's a good point. Especially something like this. It's like, there's not, there's no more story here. Like the, the weird candy guy. <laughs> like it's enough. No one wants more of this. Well, like, not to mention it's like Gene Wilder couldn't possibly have done it better. Like it was the, one of the yeah, better roles in anything ever. Mm. Perfect. Crushed it. Put a fucking bookend on it. It's done. Yeah. And now they're like, this will be like Cruella where like they try to make sense like we'll we'll show why he was a candy guy. It's like who cares? It's a dumb character from a children's book that was like twelve pages long. It doesn't need any more fleshing out. You know what's oh, funny too? God. They they can't like this is a Hollywood issue in general. They can't stop making stuff over and over again. They or even like can't. Austin Butler literally drove himself fucking nuts mm. getting into character to be Elvis. Baz Luhrmann directed it. It was fine. Like it, it was an awesome movie, 
but I hate Baz Luhrmann's directing and I hate Tom Hanks's character, the Colonel. The Colonel. But Austin Butler is the new Austin. Now, Powers but now Sofia Coppola is directing a movie about Priscilla Presley with Jacob Elordi starring as Elvis. Oh. Like less than a year later. That sounds like a bid. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Oh, Jacob is it a bid? as Elvis. But Sofia Coppola is, you know, part of the Francis Ford Coppola, Nicolas Cage, Jason Schwartzman, that whole like Hollywood mafia that can just do whatever movie they want, whenever they want. And a lot of times good stuff comes out of it. Like, oh, I don't know. Nowhere and uh, the bling ring. <laughs> Ooh, I no, actually, I, I actually like both of those movies. Yeah, those are like underdog indies. But uh, I listened to the audiobook about the real story of the bling ring too. It was interesting. Mm. Before you die, you see the bling ring. <laughs> it's like Emma Watson coming out of someone's TV. I don't fucking, know. I'll figure it out, folks. Fucking coming on my tv oh into my fucking bed oh is that so fucking no you know it huh i guess i know that <laughs> in a fucking capacity am i right i think you're right actually as it happens uh jeremy allen white friend of the show who you can enough see of on him the bear on hulu the turkey boys recommended series he's been cast in a new movie for a24 called the iron claw Alongside Zach Efron and some other sidecar, I don't know. All three of them will play the world famous wrestling siblings, the Von Ericks. Yes. Mm. Yes. I love them and what they do. Can we talk about how everybody's up er, up Jeremy Allen White's ass right now? Like mm. he's in every Esquire article, every GQ. I'm probably jealous realistically as a guy who likes to take care of his appearance and thinks that that matters to anyone but me word, word. and i think just he's like the guy of the moment right now nobody's talking about eben moss the mm. guy who's his co-star <laughs> i in mean the band. i am but you're right nobody's talking says? about him nobody's talking about uh chris Witaski, some of the other handsome gentlemen from the bear but um but seriously, it is one of those things where I feel like I watched The Bear. Lucy and I watched The Bear real quick, like tore through it in a few days. It was very good. Mm. And then I waited a week or two. I don't think I recommended it to anybody. Maybe maybe like the thread, our, guy, our, our thread that is. <sighs> and then out of nowhere, 900 people recommended it to me. Like as if I own a restaurant or something like that, that I'm going to relate to this show. Yeah. Like, oh, you have tattoos and used to work in food service. Why don't you watch The Bear? I mean, you have you have worked in food service. I for have. anyone who hasn't, hasn't checked it out, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, this show will hit very hard for you. Right. Like if you've worked in a kitchen, and even not even if you're necessarily in the kitchen, like front of house, the door, bartending, mm. whatever, busing tables, I've done all of those things. I've and, done a lot of them too. And oof. some of the worst gigs I've ever had. Bartending at a nice nightclub where they yes. take good care of you is actually awesome. Well, that sounds dope because you're getting tips and like, yeah. you're like zinging and zanging. You're basically just shooting the shit with people all night and it's too loud to have a real conversation. Yeah, it sounds kind of great, actually. It's, I honestly could have done that for the rest of my life. And mm. I turned 30 and I was behind the bar and I was probably going to make like two, 300 bucks and like four hours of just barely working. And in my head, I was like, I can do this and probably get to the point where I'm making, you know, a hundred grand a year. Nothing crazy, but like 
at a club is a very vampirish lifestyle. Like you don't get out early ever. Mm. The only people that you're really surrounding yourself with are those kinds of nightclub types. And it was just, I'm sober. And it was like, I didn't know what to do with my life. And I was 2,600 miles away from my family. And I was like, I don't know if, I, I knew that it was, good enough and I liked it enough and I was very good at it. I was like, I could mm. probably do this forever. And if I do do this forever, I'm not going to be fulfilled mm. in some capacity. And I'm very glad I got out. Hell yeah. But I do miss it sometimes when I'm waking up early or, you know, I'm training like the ninth client in a row and it's a lot of small talk. Yeah. As far as gigs in that realm, that seems like one of the more reasonable ones mm. where it's like, okay, I can do this. I think waiter can be pretty good too. At a, like a waiter at a high end spot, you can make good dough. It's a lot of work though. Yeah. For what it is. Like to make like, you know, $80,000 a year, but you work your fingers to the bone and you give away like holidays and weekends forever. Like it's not really worth it in my mind. Yeah. The only good thing about it is you're so busy, the day flies by, but then the day flies by and you're exhausted and everything sucks. Yeah hosting at a restaurant that's going through I, I worked at a restaurant called town stove and spirits in boston for like a year and a half and like for the first year the place was hot mm. and popular and then the next six months it just like started to not be as popular because i worked there like two plus years after it opened and people lose interest in restaurants like you know they don't necessarily like when i first started there'd be a line out the door tons of girls coming in and it was like you could if you were hosting or working the door, you could the night would go by quickly, and then soon it became very slow. And I remember I would just stand there in my suit, and like the AC wasn't working as well as I wanted it to be, and mm -hmm. I was like sweating, and I could just like feel myself sweating, and like I would just like, ugh, it was terrible. You go to dark places in your head when you have too much time in your fucking hands, and you're just sitting there, mm. and like okay. necessarily like I'd be working the door, so I'm not talking to anybody except for two seconds when they walk in. Mm. And I'm not busy enough to distract myself. I'm just standing there, mm. like checking people in. Hi. No, thank you. Kid had a lot of celebrity run-ins out there. I'm sure the fans remember. In California, yeah, yeah. like several. That that no, almost no celebrity run-ins in Boston. I think actually that's not true. I met Larry David, Mark Cuban, and there's one more. I can't remember it, but David Spade. Did you pitch a business to Mark Cuban potentially Ankfit? Com. Um, I wish I could have. That would have been sick. I was kind of useless when I met Mark Cuban. I was like a skinny restaurant host. Like, here's my business idea. Mm. Um, I live in my uncle's basement and <laughs> I don't eat anything but kale. And you give me lots of money to do that. Welcome to Shark Ank. Is, <laughs> is this something? Mr. Cuban, can I have $70 million, please? Cubes, my man. Cube two, hypercube. I just talked to him about cube zero for two hours. Great light. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very happy that I am my own boss now, and I don't have to like the thing about the restaurant business that's hard is like the management changes so often that you just like you get used to somebody and then they're gone, mm. and then you have to readjust to a new whole new guy. Yeah, like oh, like the GM comes in and like he goes from being like the coolest guy to like some angry woman. And you're like, now I have to like completely recalibrate myself at work. Mm. I have to like rethink the time that I arrive and like the like way that I check in and like what I like, am I on my phone? Am I chewing gum? Like some of them will be like, no chewing gum. And they're like weird about that. It's like, what difference does it make? Would you prefer I have bad breath with the clients? Yeah. Like I hate could just like that. It's just like, what are you doing thinking about something like this? 
Get the fuck out of here. Could you? So that's enough of like my history in the restaurant business on our movie and television podcast. What else you got in the news? I mean, we're going to turn it into a motion picture and uh, it's going to be called The Bear or something dope like that. <laughs> um, they've announced a Gran Turismo movie for PlayStation films. I guess PlayStation's making movies now. This is going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, friend of the show, who oh. directed Chappie. That's and Chappie. In... And he also directed that movie, District 9, which is actually a good movie, unlike Chappie. All right, you prawns! Get out of get out of there! Put those guns down, prawns! You have to come out here! Christopher! Why have you why are you aiming that gun at me, Christopher? We have to go back on the ship! Wow. Folks, I gotta say that's a really strong Charlotte Copley voice. Is that pretty good? Is doing. I enjoyed him muchly in his newest film, Beast. Oh, yes, Beast, which we mm. covered a, a couple weeks ago. I give it a solid four out of 100. Nice two-hander between him and Idris Elba that wasn't forgettable at all. and wasn't like a Jurassic Park retread that <laughs> shouldn't have existed. <laughs> Jurassic Park with half the budget and half the talent. Yeah. That, uh... But yeah, Neil Blomkamp. What was the other one he did? Oh, uh... uh Elysium. Yes. Which is, I thought Elysium was solid. I thought it was fun. Yeah, like a decent one-time watch. It's kind of like dumb, but it's a cool sci-fi action kind of deal. With a uh, friend of the show, Matt Damon. But I don't know about this Gran Turismo movie. Him making that, he's been the sci-fi guy. Now he's going to make like a, a racing franchise movie with David Harbour and Orlando Bloom, who's, I guess, back making movies. He's got a big piece. Have you ever <laughs> seen it? Well, yeah, they... That picture of him like yeah. snorkeling with oh, yeah. what's her face with Katy Perry. I think they're they're stand up paddleboarding, and he's literally like on the stand up paddleboard with his cock hanging out, mm. and it's like a it's like a seven inch hang, soft, which is great. Good for him. Yeah, good yeah. for him. He's hanging dong, looking good. Most of his movies are junk, just but like us, I'm right, in. bro? Uh, I just spilled Coke Zero all over my penis, and then had to pause the show to clean it off. So I hope you don't notice. Okay. I would never. What do you think about how uh, 11 years ago today, Drive was released in theaters? Wow. He's wowed. I'm pretty sure we saw it on opening day with, I think it was us and friend of the show, Steph. Steph. At Hingham, the Hingham Theater, I yeah. think, if memory serves. I think memory is serving you. Mm. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. I mean, at this point, it's like a classic. 11 years ago. That's one of those movies that's kind of like style over substance, but in a good way. Like it, yeah. I, like that's not an insult. Like the movie's very cool. The only thing about that movie that I would change, honestly, I would write, take Albert Brooks and um, Ron Perlman's characters, mm. give them to somebody else. Really, I think Albert Brooks is great in that. I don't love him. I like he's how- not menacing enough. Like he's not scary. Like when he's cleaning the knife off, I'm like, ah, Ryan Gosling would beat the fuck out of Albert Brooks. He's just like a nerd. Um, let me look at the Wall of Kings and I'll just pick two guys. I'm going to say replace Albert Brooks with James Gandolfini. Oh. And replace. I mean, fun casting. Replace Ron Perlman with, with. Vin Diesel? Done. Wow. In like boiler room mode. How you doing? Hey, remember me from 
find me guilty when I had hair. Vin should play like a bad guy in something. And not like Riddick, where he's like, I'm a bad guy. And it's like, no, you're the good guy. He was just like angry or whatever. But they made my eyes red, so I'm bad. <laughs> I'm all upset about this and that. Um, I'd love to see him as like a villain in a horror movie. Like Vin killing people. What do you think of this? I'd like to see Vin in a movie with a legit director that's not like an action movie. Mm. Like a dramatic Vin, who is maybe he's a murderer or whatever, but like Let's he can be bad. Let's make a movie called The Murderer, starring Vin Diesel in the lead role. <laughs> I feel like you've done this before, The Murderer-wise, and I'm in. I think it's a good title, and it's never been used. I can't believe there isn't a movie called The Murderer. It just sounds right. It's Lose probably... the the. It's cleaner. Who, just Murderer? Murderer. Fuck, that's dope, too. Wow. We got a franchise on our hands here, folks. Murderer 2. Like, white hot. <laughs> Murderer. And it just turns into like another Riddick. <laughs> Vin Diesel is the murderer. Hey, uh, yeah. I'm here to murder you. I'm here uh, to like kill you until you're dead and stuff. Him talking about the murder, like on the set of the murderer on his Instagram, <laughs> like we're here like in yeah. downtown LA and I'm all here. the love for the murderer. I'm here with the director of the murderer. He's having the worst <laughs> fucking time of his life. Directing me and trying to tell me what to do. Who's the director? You? <laughs> yes. You like quiet on the set. It took me three and a half hours to drive here because I drive slow and I'm in LA traffic. I'm like, Vin, you gave that like a nine out of 10. I need you to take it down a bit. Yeah, I don't feel like you'd even have any direction for Vin. You'd just be aghast and loving everything that he did. Oh, aghast in a good way, if that's possible. Right. God, what a cut. We're still waiting for uh, Vin Diesel's third single. His second one was so bad. It was real fucking bad. What's it called again? Like, I'm bald and (laughs) that's it? I wish he didn't come out with that second one. Because if he just came out with this one, I'd be convinced that he's like one of the greatest recording artists of all time. And I'd just be clamoring for that. He just just needs to do another song with Kygo or another producer on that level. Like, DJ-wise. Sam, actually. Friend of the show, Sam, could be the guy to do it. Sam, let's actually discuss this later, because that's funny. Yeah, and if you could possibly get like a Vin Diesel, David Duchovny duo collab going. I I don't hate that idea at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the X-Files now. The the truth is out there. Have you ever heard about the aliens? (laughs) Green light. Sold. And you see the trailer for Damien Chazelle's new picture, Babylon? Um, no. Not is that bu- Brad Pitt? It is. And Margot Robbie, big uh, hot cast. A lot of buzz on this They're rushing or dragging. I'm sure he's in it somewhere. He puts him in everything, as he should. He's oh, still. yeah. I'm in. I'm, I'm a sight unseen. Because I'm not super excited about Amsterdam, the David mm. O. Russell movie. And I feel like those are in the same category. Amsterdam. Of, I, I'm New York. He's in. I'll see it. I'll definitely see it. But... I'm underwhelmed with John David Washington. Oh, you're talking Amsterdam-wise? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm not wowed, although he was dope in Tenet. I get it, but like Malcolm and Marie, Ballers, Black Klansman, he was great, but that's Adam Driver and uh, Spike Lee's movie. Like Spike Lee won the movie, if we're doing across the board. That's fair. And, and, And John David Washington did 
he's not a bad actor, but I think it's just impossible not to compare him to his father, who's I know you don't like him. But I don't, one I don't of, not like Denzel Washington. I just think he's a little overrated. And I think a lot of his movies are bad. I will admit that he has his turkeys, but like the five or six good parts that he's done, like really, really good, are that good. That's fair. Like Malcolm X. Yeah. Uh, the Hurricane. Out of Time. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Bone Collector. That one with Jared Leto and Rami Malek that barely even exists. I can't even remember What's the name What's that called again? Like Teaching Mrs. Tingle or something? <laughs> yeah. It's called like The Negotiator 2. I don't even know. I enjoyed both The Negotiator movies. Wow. That's fucked up. Not The Negotiator. Um, the uh, Equalizer. Ooh, the sequel. When's the third one coming out? Because that's definitely a thing. I think soon. Yeah. I, I saw like a poster for it. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> Training Day, American Graffiti, or whatever the fuck it's called. American Gangster. American Gangster is very underrated. I think it gets, yeah, whatever. It, it slips through the cracks a little bit because it's a little long. It's a little meandering, but yeah. I think it's, and I would have recap. I don't love Russell Crowe in it, even though he is quite, he's good in it, but it's just like, and I think Russell Crowe and Josh Brolin don't play that well off of each other, at mm. least from my perspective. So I don't know. There's some stuff that could have been cut and there's some stuff that could have been recast and reshot, whatever. Mm. That being said, Denzel and that character, performance is outstanding. The work. It is. It's a lot of work. And there's a new Quantum Leap. Are you getting fired up about this? Bacula attached or? I wish. He's still, I'm still waiting on Men of a Certain Age reboot. <laughs> You sick, sick fuck. <laughs> that TBS original, whatever that was. No good. I mean, it's TNT, I think. Wow. Same, same company, though. But yeah, they're bringing, I mean, they just want the name. They're just going to hopefully trick some people into watching this Quantum Leap reboot, mm. which is the show if people don't remember. I think Scott Bakula, he would like slide to a different dimension every week where he no good there was like another version of him and he'd have to like solve something because i'm pretty sure it was the same thing as sliders i think sliders ripped off quantum leap and i was more of a sliders guy starring jerry o'connell his brother and a bunch of sidecars were mm. you a sliders guy kind of it was a usa show right i mean maybe at the end it started as like an nbc like a real show mm. the budget I feel like but, Jerry O'Connell has had a lot of near misses or like like not quite hits. Mm. Like, what's his like big thing? The movie that he's he was in that did the best is probably Stand by Me, right? Jerry O'Connell's big thing is following me on Twitter. Does That's, he really? He does. That's where his head is at. How have we never talked about that? That's hysterical. <laughs> you have like this weird humility with your Twitter where you're like, oh yeah, by the way, like mm. I got invited to like Oprah's house through Twitter. And it's like, what? That's like, true, how are true. you not telling me this? I am going to Oprah's tomorrow for dinner, but it's casual. It's whatever. If I, if I get a repost from a celebrity, I shove it in your face so fast. It's almost like it never happened. <laughs> I mean, digital Scotty likes to play cool. That is pretty cool. He's in. Digital Ryan is a humiliation <laughs> and often full, filled with shame. Whatever. I digitally... <laughs> and I don't know if you saw this, but Matthew McConaughey movie scrapped just six weeks ahead of filming. I did see this. Dallas Sting, a movie about a Dallas soccer team, has been canceled after Skydance received allegations about certain aspects of the true story. Mm. Dallas Buyers Club sequel, Dallas Sting... <laughs> 
shut down. I'm like, I just want to do anything about move about Texas. I'll just do Dallas movies. That's, yeah, where, right, I'm, that's yeah. where I'm about. Hook them horns. <laughs> you ever see my book, Green Lights? My, probably that's my right. best role was Killer Joe with friend <laughs> of the show, Emil Hirsch. I mean, Ank is not kidding. If you haven't seen Killer Joe, it's a very fucked up and strong movie featuring a McConaughey you've never seen before. I recommend it muchly. That is honestly my favorite Matthew McConaughey performance. Mm, As I, like, you know, like obvious that is, is like, oh, like cool indie movie ank, like picking the, you know, mm. it's, it almost seems like, what's the word I'm looking, it's like performative that I would say that. Like most people go like, let's be honest, it's Wolf of Wall Street, it's Dallas Buyers Club, it's true detective, whatever. But I think Killer Joe, he brings, like you said, it's a Matthew McConaughey you've never seen. Mm, the work. He's, uh, I feel like he's been playing it cool. I can't think of something he's done recently. A lot of Cadillac commercials. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Lincoln commercials. That's right. Oh yeah, and he does those wild turkey commercials. Turkey. I remember there was a clip of him going like, let's talk turkey. That I shoehorned into some enough advert. Which you can see at uh, Podcast Enough on Instagram and Enough the Podcast on Twitter. Doing a mid-show plug section. What do you think about Adam Sandler playing at Fenway Park live on October 23rd? Should we go to this? I don't know. I can't imagine me, it'll be any good. Me in the front row being like, play that fucking song from Hubie Halloween. What? Let's fucking like. Go. What songs would we want to like? What's he gonna do? The lunch lady song and like. I'm sure, that gets. Uh, he I, plays that twice. Like, hey, can you do the one that you're not even like really in the like sixty year old man bit with Alan Covert getting thrown out of a moving car? Yeah, see, I don't think he does any sketches. He should or yeah. skits, whatever we call them. He's Hanukkah song. Like, that sucks. He, he probably closes with that thing. I can't. I couldn't be in a crowd of people going like nuts for the Hanukkah song. That's mm. not for me. What about him playing that Farley song? Me getting all teary-eyed in a in an auditorium setting? Um if you promise Again. to ball your eyes out like you did at Clerks 3, I, I I'm interested. He's in. Tentative, yes. I mean, that's a promise I can make and stick to 100%. Mm. There's just no doubt. But yeah, I don't know about Sandman, Cena. I like the idea of going to see him in concert, though. It's kind of... I'd like. I'd rather like go play golf with him or have a cigar with him or something. He seems yeah. like an interesting guy to hang out with. But like, I don't want to see him live doing his cuts with a big acoustic guitar. Like, hey, it's great to be back in New England. Like, okay, we get it. We heard you. Miss Lippy's car is green. Ironically enough, I watched that yesterday. Such a cackle. As Yeah, and like we were talking about uh, pre-show, Adam Sandler in that motion picture where they could have done an unlimited amount of takes, every scene he has with Chris Farley, he's just flat out like laughing through all of them. And they made zero attempt to even make it look less so in editing. Yeah. It's just like directly on his face with a big laugh. Yeah, and it would ruin it if it wasn't so charming because it's just fun to see what a time he's having. I, like I said earlier, I don't think I'd be able to get through a take of anything with Chris Farley. Mm. Could you like be standing next to him in Beverly Hills Ninja and he's doing Chet Walters Ink Specialist and you have to just like hold it together like from the perspective of Will Sasso? Oh, hold on now, dude. Whoa. Yeah, uh, an unthinkable Unthinkable. Task. 
Speaking of unthinkable things, at this moment, do you want to take a quick break before we go to see the Woman King in the theater? Um, I'm on my way. But one more thing, really quick. Mm, hit me. It's something I'm pretty excited about. Is we'll it? close with this. They're finally doing it. They're making a sublime biopic with wow. friend of the show, Joe Keery. Wait, as Bradley Noel? Yes. Wow. I mean, that's very fucked up. I can't believe that's the reality. But that leads me to our announcement that we're making a Sublime with Rome <laughs> biopic. <laughs> starring DJ Qualls and uh, Luke Wilson. And it's probably going to be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Hank's in. He's getting excited about it. I'm in as long as I can put my Sublime sticker back on my car. Yes. I was talking about that the other day when, like, you had a very nice car when we were in high school and you had this Sublime sticker on it, and it was very funny. I got a kick out of it, yeah. And I love Sublime, like, to this day, zero irony. I think they're fucking great. Do you still listen, like, on the reg? You, you pop on Sublime? Uh, yeah. Pretty regularly. I'm, like, genuinely curious. I'm not, like, yes. doing a bit. Yes, I do. I mean... This song good. in particular, this is a hit. I mean, it's not bad. It's weird how short of a time they were a band and yeah. the impact they've had. All my favorite things are kind of like that. Like, like Sublime yeah. with Rome has been a band like 18 times as long as Sublime was a band. Like, I think they were only together for like two or three years. It's like four maybe, but they only have three albums. Like three, mm. like they had uh, Robin the Hood, 40 Ounces to Freedom, and then the self-titled album. That's it. And then they were done. And then he over, and then he got sober and then relapsed and died. I mean, drugs are bad, folks. Imagine how many albums they would have come out with if he'd survived. Think about how bad they'd be, too. Like their reunion tour with like 311 and Slightly Stupid or something. Yeah, like them right now, like them coming out with their like 15th studio album. Everyone be like, God, I wish this fucking guy died in the 90s. (laughs) This fucking sucks. It's like Kurt Cobain. Like, what would he be up to now? Like he and Courtney Love stay married. They push out a bunch of fucking crazy kids. and... And then they start a band. Everyone has a goo. And then we make a biopic about it starring Called, fucking like, Kevin Smith's daughter and whoever else is around. <laughs> Johnny Depp's daughter, perhaps, yes. Yoga Hoser's style. Green light. At this moment, we've talked enough about 90s rock bands. I think yeah. we've, we've said it all. And okay. we'll be back after a short break and we watch The Woman King. Yes. We'll be right back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God fucking God. Should I just roll with it? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, whatever. Folks, we just saw The Woman King and we loved it. Probably a 10 out of 10. Maybe a 9 out of 10. We should do like a bloopers reel. <laughs> I mean, the whole episode is a blooper reel. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. The movies. This week's featured review of a movie is uh, the latest film from visionary director Louis C.K., which is only available on his website, louisck.com. Oh, why is that, you think? I mean, I have no idea. I didn't hear about anything negative that he ever did, so this is all... Him owning... I Did you hear... The podcast with him, Joe List, on Rogan, where he talks, ah, where he talks about how he owns like 
pretty much all the rights to all of his shows and everything. Mm. He bought back the Louis. entire Louis and uh, Horace and Pete. I don't think he ever didn't own. Mm. Horace and Pete he bought back for like $75 from Hulu. <laughs> They're like, sure, just take it. It's whatever. Yeah, nobody on earth remembers Horace and Pete. I'm a big fan of the show Louie, though. That's why... It was excellent, yeah. I was very uh, hyped up for this movie, because I was like, mm. Louie was, you know, the show Louie was basically like a little mini Woody Allen movie every week. Mm. And so this was his first directorial effort in some time, although he did make that movie right before he got canceled that like no one's seen, really. Where's, is that on his website too? I don't think it is. I feel like that got like... What was that called again? That got like shelved in a real yeah. way. I think it's called I Love You Daddy or something Daddy. I think I watched it. I feel like I saw some of it too. Like Now I'm like drawing a blank. <laughs> That's It's the one with Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, a oh. bunch of other sidecars. Edie Falco's in there. Charlie we have got guns here. Always Sunny. But anyway, this is his new movie that he co-wrote with Joe List, who is a also, like Louie, a comedian from around these parts. Some regional treasures, mm. one might say. And this movie they made is 4th of July. Got a summary here from IMDb. A recovering alcoholic and jazz pianist in New York City confronts his acerbic family during their annual 4th of July vacation. Mm. Nice, simple summary, nice, simple movie. Acerbic is a good word. I was thinking the same. Yeah. I was glad they gave me the opportunity to say it. I like that. Although I couldn't use it in a sentence, but I know what it means. Does that make sense? It does, and I'm okay. on it. Monty? This movie, Joe List is a jazz pianist. Not believing it, huh? I mean, it was. It just seemed silly. Like when they first, the first scene when he's doing, it, he's playing like a very feverish song. I was like, "Is this a bit? What is this?" But you know, it's a fine setup. They don't focus on it too much once the movie gets going. Mm. Yeah, I. But it gave me Woody Allen vibes. This is a movie that I don't need to watch it again, so it's a good thing that I own it now. But mm. it to me. I liked what I said to you earlier was I liked that it was not so much a movie. You mm. didn't, there's, you know, like we have that expression, like it's it, that, wow, that was a movie, you know, like. Yeah, like that was such a movie. Yes, exactly. Like, and not in a complimentary way. Mm. Like it felt written, it felt shot, it felt rehearsed, it felt scripted, whatever. This didn't necessarily. Like you said that there's a scene where he sort of dresses down his whole family and isn't really hitting as well as he wants it to and it's very uncomfortable and it just to me it would be like if i if, if i got in front of my entire extended family and just sort of said exactly how i felt about every single one of them in like the meanest way possible which is like I, something i would never do and mm. most people would never do but if you did kind of how it would look yeah and i like that that is a good point and i will agree with that the movie was like admirably like casual and realistic mm -hmm. it uh it definitely had that going for it i don't know if i just expected it to be funnier because right. louis ck and joe list are very funny 
But they were going for like more of a drama kind of thing. Yeah, this had like a like a big chill kind of feel. Where like Ooh. in theory it's a comedy and there's there's parts of it that are fun, but it's a vacation movie, it's a hang movie. Mm. It's I hate to use the phrase coming of age. It's not that cuz he's he's in his early 40s. Yeah. But Very... it's 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 a movie where a, a it's it's I thought it was a relatively realistic portrayal of Alcoholics Anonymous as well, which I like. Like it mm. didn't feel like a lot of movies they do all the typical and they talked about this in the podcast too. Joe List even said as a real sober guy, there's like in movies where there's a sober person and there's AA or whatever, there's always like they're in an AA meeting, it's always the same thing. Mm. And this movie they did it a little differently. They sort of just showed afterwards and then also they didn't have him relapse mm. like it's almost never in a movie that a guy has a problem with drinking without sneaking in a relapse redemption story yeah. and i do like how they avoided there's like <clears throat> the that female character who's not in the family who's just like thrust mm -hmm. into the situation they make it seem like oh he's probably gonna like hook up with this chick i'm glad they didn't do that yeah they avoided that and i was like okay this is because that wouldn't happen in real life no the stuff that would have happened in a movie was he would have relapsed and gotten it back together his wife would have like you know wanted a baby at 44 and gotten pregnant anyway like mm. all the stuff that's just not going to happen in real life like yeah. the wife can't get pregnant that's realistic mm. So to me, this felt well, it was well-written. The acting wasn't superb. I thought it could have been a little more exciting. I, mm. I, I felt like it had a lot of scenes that were just kind of like, yeah. I don't know, maybe the they were just going for the realism vibe. Yeah, it was a little acerbic for me. Mm. Very acerbic. Word of the day, baby. And also, so, I thought the Boston family stuff would like hit harder. It had moments where I was like, yeah, I'm seeing people I know in this, but right. not as much as I thought. I am a little over the Boston thing. Kid, what the fuck did you just fucking say? I know that's say? heartbreaking to you, but <laughs> I don't really think it's funny anymore. Kid, fuck you. <laughs> this and... is a big on-air drop, a big reveal. <laughs> it's like an intervention. Now, Kid. I'll always have a special place in my heart for your version of it. He's back. Being a TikTok guy now, unfortunately, something I'm carrying a lot of shame rightfully yeah, so no one liked that bean guy that video i sent yesterday it was i smiled that like killed me just the way he delivers like the, the i'm not gonna do it but right folks follow me on it's something kind of fucking it's kind of overdone the bean thing fuck and like even the people who are doing it right it's not that funny to me anymore that makes sense. Like the accents on on point, and it's like, Kid, are you I remember, fucking sure though. I've been doing are you that bit. Sure about this? When I, I first started doing the Boston guy, probably like in '06, and then I, I started it in '05, and then I, but you're way <laughs> way ahead of me. Six, six. And then in 2008, when I got sober, speaking of that, dope. It was me and this kid Dave, and we were the only ones from Boston. Fuck you, fat Dave, or anyone near here near here at all. And people would make us do the accent in treatment. They thought it was the funniest thing and it would kill. Mm. And it's like, it just, to me at this point, it just feels so diluted and watered down like a copy of a copy. Almost wow. like a, I've just, I've fallen out of love with it. Fuck. Like the Boondock Saints and the Departed and all that stuff will always be in my heart and it'll always be funny to me. But like two guys riffing as Boston guys well that's it for okay me, guys scott just <laughs> left so 
Bye bye. <laughs> no, but overall, no, I think this movie was pretty good. Mm. I'm gonna give it three, two and a half. I thought it was very average. Two and a half out of five. I might give it. Yeah, I'd probably give it the same. I was gonna say two, but then two like, feels like a backhanded. Am I being mean? Is Joe List gonna listen? To I might this? even go three. For the sake of the fact that I love all the guys involved, except Louis, little, except for Louis, as I am a male feminist, I thought it was a little Joe Listless. <laughs> He's in. Did you write that, or is that? I just thought of it. Okay, good, good. Even better. I haven't written a joke in weeks. Just, just for the record. Kid just spews them all off the top. Improv, guys. Yes, and. But this Fourth um, of July. Fourth of July. LouisCK.com, that's it. There's nowhere else to find it. Dot com. Or just text me and I'll send you the link. I just sent it to Sam and it works. Ooh. So I can just send it to people. Oh, yeah. Because who gives a shit? And it is funny because Joe List has a movie podcast called Joe and Renan Talk Movies. I enjoy it very much. And he talks on that podcast about how nervous he was to make a movie. And it was relatable to like us because yeah. he's like, like, you know, I, I made something now. Everyone's going to listen back to this and hear me shit on, like, anyone who's ever made anything. Like, what the fuck am I thinking? It was... Uh, he really is that neurotic and anxious in real life, which translates yeah. a lot in the way that he communicates and, like, self-deprecation. And it's almost, like, too much with the self-deprecation. I'm like, like, you're funny and, like, we like you. Stop. Like, you don't have to hate yourself this much. Yeah, especially when he was on Rogan. He kept doing the yeah. thing, like, I'm all nervous. Everyone's gonna, like, hate this. It's like, why are you saying this? Like, yeah. just talk. Like, you're shooting yourself in the Joe, dick. Joe even pointed it out at one point because he was like, listen, uh, there's everybody online has been saying that I have been on two of the worst episodes of your show ever, and Joe's like, you were doing great until just now. Yeah, like, it's like... You're making it the worst episode ever in this moment. Exactly. It was... Uh, Joe's kind of tough love with him is good stuff because that's how I'd handle it too. Like, stop being a pussy, dude. Stop. Yeah, he's like such a panicky Pete. Even yeah. I'm like, dude, fucking get it together. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You're are like, you doing? grow some balls, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> as you're holding back tears. <laughs> For like, me, it's sure. like I was, I'm always, I've always been an anxious guy. Mm. I have it at bay, whatever. It's controlled. Most of it is displaced into anger now, which isn't great. Gives you focus. Kind of, yeah. And so when I see guys like him, I just want to shake him. Like you can, you can fucking rechannel that into fury. Like just do it, mm. and then you're yelling at your vet on the phone when he says something you don't like, Hell which yeah. I did earlier. You yelled at the vet? Earlier? I didn't like yell at him, but I when he called me about something with one of the cats, it was like I I had my headphones in, and yeah, you know, like they don't connect right away. You're mm. in, you're new to the AirPod Pro game, but so you may not have had this problem yet, but. Sometimes like you'll, they'll be connected on Bluetooth and you like pick up the phone and the phone picks up on the phone, even though the headphones are connected mm. and it's infuriating because th when you're in that limbo, you can't switch back and forth easily. But you, the only way to really fix it is to take the headphones off your head, put them in the case, shut off Bluetooth and go directly to the phone. And guess okay. what? That takes 30 seconds. That's a good so job. by the time I, I did all that stuff, I heard him on the phone talking as if I were listening to him. And I said... Ooh. I'm sorry, I, did, I missed the last few seconds. Can you uh, start over again? And he said, well, I'm, he's like, well, that'll be the fourth time. I'm not saying it again. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, I said it four times. I said, well, I had an issue with my headphones. I couldn't hear you. It wasn't connected. And that's really not an excuse for you to be rude to me. Ooh. And I said it with like a lot of conviction. And that's he stopped dead in his tracks and was like, 
kind of st stammering over the next statement because it's just like i don't think he expected me to push back because like mm. he thinks he's like a doctor and i guess that matters to him yeah but it's like bro you're a fat slob <laughs> i will headbutt your teeth out all over the floor and go to prison for it <laughs> if you talk to me that way ever again and i'm not tough at all but i don't take shit from people I do not. I will not let you talk to me with a tone. Do not raise your fucking voice. I got so angry and I keep I kept it together. I just told him not to be rude. Mm. And then he just went back to business and like told me what I needed to hear. And I said, and about how much? Okay. And I was like, how much is that going to cost? Okay. Yeah. Let me talk to my wife and I'll give you a shout. And just hung up on Ooh, him. Told him, I'd, cool. told him I'd give him a shout. That's very <laughs> dickish and fun. And I've been mad about it for five hours now. Which is great, I mean, which is a great way to live. It sounds healthy. Oh, yeah. And you know what I'm going to do later? And since I don't get to actually really mm. come to any realization with this or, mm. or whatever, fruition, whatever the word I'm looking for, I'm going to shove it down deep into my, you mm. know, inner recesses in my, in my colon or something yeah, and just, then turn it into cancer. Just let it hang out there in mm -hmm. the stew and then it can pop out at an inopportune moment. Exactly. And so it can fuck up something with someone unrelated and be like a whole fun thing. A hundred percent. Like when I'm driving to work tomorrow or whatever mm -hmm. and someone merges into my lane and I go up alongside of them and start screaming at them and pointing oh. and brandishing my pocket knife, then, you know, That'll be why. Then you can recharge the misplaced anger for several hours and it'll just be, that'll Boom. be the day. And that's my life. And then it, I wake up in the morning and I repeat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, woke up like this. Last night I was screaming at a lady in traffic. Hmm. Cause she was like trying to merge into my lane. And I think she expected me to slam on my brakes to let her in front of me. And I just sped up and then she started screaming. It just, and it's just, it just never ends. People are just like taking out their just, and I'm not saying I don't do this, but you know what I do? I don't, you know what I don't do is take out my anger on my family and friends. Mm. I do it on strangers and people that are, I like to call NPCs. That's the move. Oh yeah. That actually is like a legit great move. It's awesome. Yeah. Like if you're mad at someone you actually know, just like yell at someone that you pass on the street. And just like scream at a guy that you barely know mm. or don't know at all. And then just never see them again. And it's great. This is like great advice. Yeah. Is, is this the advice corner? I think it is. Just blow up at strangers and, you know, move along with your day. And you didn't have to have a fight with someone that you love. We're therapists. Uh-huh. Goddamn. Do anything but actually tell people how you feel. Mm. That's my main advice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's good. Fans. Uh, what else did we watch this week? Um... You liked funny pages, huh? I did mildly enjoy mm. this indie, gritty comedy drama that's now on iTunes and I believe in theaters called Funny Pages. With uh, the guy from Gone Baby Gone, Mike Ionessa or whatever his mm. name is. That, yeah, this this movie's a real who's who of like, that has that Safety Brothers side <clears throat> The kid the who's in like, good oh, time. come on, you, you think you're better than me, dude? Yeah. I am better than you. He's great. And uh, what's that guy's name? Buddy something? Yeah, probably like, listen, buddy, I gotta go, but thank you is his full name. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, And also, this, I can't remember the other guys that were in this, but like, I like how they have like Tim and Eric type people. They have like gross weirdos in their movies who like don't belong in movies. Mm. 
and it's nice to see oh, the, people like you like brought that. your heavy with you like that guy popped by yeah like they have people who look like they exist in the real world and it lends uh did you ever watch heaven knows what or heaven can it. wait or whatever the fuck it's called heaven knows what yeah it's really awesome yeah. like really good Caleb Landry Jones, just the most hateable guy on the planet in everything he's ever done. He really is like one of the best pieces of shit working today. <laughs> I saw him in a movie the other day as a child, and now I'm not remembering what it was, but it was really weird Wait, seeing him. Wait, he's a him. child actor? Yes. Is he in like a Home Alone reboot? This no, it was up. a serious role, and now I'm, I'm blanking on what it was, but it was, oh, he was in Breaking Bad. Oh, he shit. played uh, Walt Jr.'s friend. Jesse. In the first, like, or second episode of the second season. Super weird to see his face like that. Just like 16, 17. Hmm. So that's, I guess that t- technically counts as a child actor. But yeah, I didn't really enjoy Funny Pages. What's the synopsis? Did you give? Let me, uh, this is one of those ones I don't know how to explain. I'm going to look at <clears throat> has been good with their summaries now. Let's see what they got for us. They're I don't think saying, I could summarize this movie if I tried. They're saying this movie is a bitingly funny coming of age story about a teenage cartoonist who rejects the comforts of his suburban life in a misguided quest for soul. Ugh, yuck. Yuck, dude. I hated that summary. Misguided quest for soul? Maybe I hated this movie. The summary just fucking talked me. I I hated the relationship he had with the Harolep guy. No, but this movie, this is what I was trying to remember. This movie mm. was written and directed by Owen Klein, who played the youngest son in The Squid and the Whale. Oh. Did you know that he was Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates' son? No. That's real? Yes. Look, look at this side. This, oh, yeah. Is he the one who came in the library on the books? He is. Yeah, his father is Kevin Klein of in and out fame. Fuck. See, everyone's the son of somebody. For those that don't know, Phoebe Cates is the uh, woman who gets out of the pool and shows her breasts in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Kid. I mean, that's a great scene. Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking, I've fucking seen that shit. I'm fucking a big like... Fast Times guy. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And Damone is my favorite part. What do you think? He's some great iced tea. <laughs> Hey, fuck, I can't do a Damone. I can't do a Damone either. I, I would love to have that one in my repertoire. No, 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 that. You're the assistant to the assistant manager of the movie theater. But I mean... That I'd, piano necktie? Yeah. I'd say you don't need to watch this movie unless the idea of a movie directed by the sidecar from The Squid and the Whale, starring every gritty character actor that you've seen and stuff recently, intrigues you. Otherwise, I don't think it'll do much for you. Yeah, it stinks. Fuck. I don't like it. He hated it. And now we can talk about The Woman King and how great it was. Okay. And uh, how uh, <clears throat> how great Tyler Perry was in the lead role. Yeah, the guy who probably won't get in. Was Tyler Perry in The Woman King? No. Oh, okay. I was goofing. Oh, was, you got me. I was doing a goof. You got me. Gotcha. But folks, we didn't actually see The Woman King, but maybe we will next week on the program? I don't think so, Scott. Fuck. Actually, next week on the program, uh, or, you know, when you hear us next, Rye's traveling off. Rye's Mm -hmm. getting married, folks. This episode you're hearing now should be airing on the 23rd. Mm. Or the 24th, I, I know, guess. We're, we're banking episodes now. We're being very like classy and professional oh, yeah. podcast guys. And then the 30th, I'm in the I'm in the air flying home from my wedding slash 
honeymoon slash whatever you want to call it trip. Hell yeah. We may do an October 1st birthday spectacular. Wow. How does that sound? Sounds sort of lovely. Mm. Sounds like a lot of dope happenings. There's a lot there's a lot to look forward to. Mm. Um I don't know what's coming down the pike in terms of movies for us to watch. I got nothing on my radar. I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to have at least one really hot review of something Mm. when we find you next. I'm trying to filibuster while I look this up, and I'm not finding anything, but I'm still filibustering. I'll be honest, so we're on the same Maybe. We're coming apart at the seams here. Uh, I'm topping mm. out on my mic, too. But, I mean, we can just reiterate. I We love Barbarian. That's still in theaters. Fuck yeah, Barbarian was good. Little you know what else is still cut. in theaters? Top Gun. Wow, Maverick, baby. It's setting records every week. It's in the top five highest grossing movies of all time. And uh, the movies... What are your what are the plugs? You do all the plugs now. That's the new thing. Well, we plug the Instagram, which is enough, which is podcast. No, enough the podcast is the Instagram handle. On Twitter, it's podcast enough. And I'm on both those platforms at Skip Season. You can follow Rye at Ankner or Ank underscore fit. And you can find him on ankfit.com. Check out that new website and that new location, baby. Wow. Thanks, buddy. And you can always hear the South Shore Boys podcast on the same platforms as this year podcast. And we'll be watching the movies and the shows next week and the whole deal. I just can't stop filibustering. This episode's never going to end. Just keep going. And Talk about uh, Monty's leg or something. Okay. Folks, why don't you go ahead and have a goo? That's enough. Have a good one, man.